Hello. Welcome to Public Affairs and WRBH. I'm Lynn Koppel, and today we're joined by Jasmine Hunter, who's from the Girl Scouts of Louisiana East, and we're going to talk. I'm really excited about this. We're going to talk about some of my favorite things, Girl Scout cookies, and the Girl Scouts in general. Thank you, Ms. Hunter, for coming on. Thank you for having me. Tell me about the Girl Scout cookie drive. Let's start with that. When does it, is it Girl Scout cookie time now? It is Girl Scout cookie time. Pre-orders start this Friday, January 13th, and delivery starts February 17th. And if you don't know a Girl Scout in your area or you've run out of time to pre-order, cookie booth sales start February 24th, and that's also our National Cookie Weekend. So what we have, because technology is so great, we have the Cookie Finder app. Oh, wait, tell us about that. The Cookie Finder app is available with Android and iPhone users. You'll go to your app store, um, type in Cookie Finder app. You'll download it, and then you're able to put in your zip code um, starting February 24th to see what cookie booths are in your area. And they'll take place at different games or at different stores. So you'll be able to go and actually buy and have them on hand. You know, that <laughs> for those of us who really like cookies and wait for our little uh, grandchildren's friends to come up with them, um, that's that's a wonderful idea. Give us what, uh, any new cookies, or tell us about what cookies are available. Maybe people haven't bought cookies in a long time and, yeah. and don't know. So our cookie lineup for this year are our Thanks A Lot, and they are a shortbread cookie dipped in fudge. Mm. We have our Lemonade. We have our shortbread, which are our traditional shortbread cookies. We have our Thin Mints. We have our Peanut Butter Patties. We have our Caramel Delights. And we have our Peanut Butter Sandwich. We have our Trios, which are our gluten-free cookie. And then this year we have a new cookie. It's our S'mores Cookie. And that is a crispy graham cracker, actually double-dipped in yummy cream icing, and then finished in chocolate Coding. Oh, my goodness. Well, <laughs> that's enough to keep all of us busy. And, you know, isn't it terrible? You make all these resolutions after the first of the year that, well, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. I'm going to do this. And then, of course, Girl Scout cookies come along. <laughs> well, we do have some vegan cookies. Our s'mores cookie, our lemonades, our thin mints, and our peanut butter patties are vegan cookies. But also, they freeze well. So you don't have to eat them all at once. You can kind of buy enough to stretch out during the year to kind of have with your dinner or as a snack. So you don't have to feel so guilty for eating them (laughs) all at once. Well, uh, that's a wonderful idea. And, you know, I have a recipe that I want to give to everyone. I don't cook very well, but uh, I do know desserts pretty good. But one of the things I love to do is get those thin mints and get lemon ice, if you know what lemon ice is. It's something in New Orleans I have. And thin mint cookies, uh, you know, a little scoop of the lemon ice, a little few thin mint cookies around it. Boy, is that good. Or or any kind of ice cream (laughs) with thin mint cookies, but particularly if they've they've been frozen. uh, It's absolutely delicious after a big, heavy dinner. So it's kind of a light dessert. 
Yeah, they're actually really good. So you can buy um, as much as you need. They're $4 a box upon delivery, and our gluten-free cookie trios are actually $5, and those are actually going to be available during our booth sales. So you'll actually buy those on hand when the girls have them. Well, that's wonderful because so many people do have problems or questions with gluten, and uh, but Girl Scout cookies are right there for them. Tell us what the cookie money does for the Girl Scouts. So proceeds stay in the council 100%. The proceeds, we actually use those to bring services to our troops and our volunteers and the girls. So when you're buying a box of cookies, you are not only supporting the girls being entrepreneurs because selling cookies, this is a business. So it is, yeah. They're, they're being able to raise the money, but you're actually funding camping trips. You are funding different volunteering opportunities. You're funding different campsites. You're funding for our council to keep bringing Girl Scouts to our area, to Louisiana, so when you're buying a box of cookies, you're buying, of course, a great treat for you. But just know that you're actually providing a girl with an adventure, whether it's helping pay for her membership dues, whether it's helping buy uniforms. So you're actually helping a girl stay in this program for as long as she can. You know, that's so important, uh, particularly, I think, the point about why are these kids selling things, but... That's very good. I think it teaches kids how you have to do it. In other words, that you look at it like a little job and you enjoy it. You know, I was a brownie leader for many years, and I can remember that even the very young girls, you know, I, I, this would be first grade, second grade, uh, were kind of anxious to go out and sell. And, of course, you had to restrain them because... <laughs> You couldn't allow them wandering the streets with, you know, without supervision, selling cookies. But they really, they got into it and found it fascinating. And I think that's a wonderful thing for little girls to think that, well, I can, I can go sell something or I, I know how to take money and make change or uh, take an order. I guess that's more likely what they're going to do. And uh, these are all talents that you're going to have to use in life. So start learning them now. And they were very excited to learn them, which I always found wonderful. So before they start selling, of course, we go over skills, whether mm -hmm. it's money management, it's people skills. So they learn all of this before the sales start so that they can use these skills, not only in Girl Scouts, but also within the community and in their everyday life. Well, it's very important. And just the attitude that, you can do something to make now not you're not making money for yourself but you can make money and this is how you make this is one way is selling something presenting a prop you know some sort of a uh, a product that everyone likes and uh, you can do it well that's wonderful how long have girl scout cookies been around do you know so we're actually not only celebrating our new cookie, the s'mores cookie, but we're also celebrating our 100th anniversary of Girl Scout cookies. 100 years of Girl yes. Scout cookies? Goodness. This started in 1917, where innovative Girl Scouts of the Mistletoe Truth in Muskogee, Oklahoma, baked and sold cookies to support service projects. So 1917 was the first recorded cookie sale. Hmm. And they these... Young kids in Oklahoma and their mothers, I suppose, since that's usually the way it works, 
make cookies to sell. That's interesting. And do you know when it became like the Girl Scouts' official money-raising thing? It became a national movement sometime later, um, within the 50s. So sometime later, we actually birthed this into a national movement because we saw that being able to do this fundraiser was actually helping to service um, different projects. So we wanted to make sure that girls, you know, money is not an issue. We always want to want girls to understand sure. that being a Girl Scout, money is an issue. With this fundraiser, and we also do a fall product program, they can use these fundraisers to actually service different projects and raise money. You know, that's that's an interesting point, too. When you, if you're going to ask people for money, you have something to back it up. You know, tell us, this is awful, um, and, a, and a question which I hope, you know, I love the Girl Scouts. I love the Brownies. Has Is scouting pretty healthy now? Are we uh, seeing, and, and what kinds of new things are doing in scouting? I remember when I was a Brownie leader, we would meet in the basement of a church and do all kinds of different things. And I know one of the things my troop, the leaders of the troop all decided, were we would have different parents Every meeting, a parent, particularly a, a woman parent, but but a guy could come too, would come and tell, talk a little bit and do a program having to do with what they did for a living. And we had women who, for instance, um, owned a jewelry store, and they came and made jewelry and talked about it. And then, you know, a lot of other different things that people had. And uh, I found it, I thought that was very, very good. But what other kinds of things do Girl Scouts do, or do Girl Scouts do the same thing as they did when we were when I was a girl well Lord knows not when I was a Girl Scout <laughs> but when say in the Brownies in the oh, that be the let's see the late 70s and 80s Girl Scouts really have evolved over the time we have really stepped up to embrace technology, like I said, with Cookie Finder app, and also um, they're able to sell cookies via a mobile app, which our app is Cookie Mobile. So we embrace technology, but also STEM. STEM, is, um, which is science, technology, engineering, and math, that's becoming a very popular field. So we are having different programs where girls are learning to code, where they're learning to use iMovie on the iPhone, Ooh. where they're actually being able to use and experience different skills that they can take beyond Girl Scouts. So girls, each grade level, whether it's Daisies, Brownies, Juniors, Cadets, Singers, and Ambassadors, they have their own curriculum and their own activities that each one will do to earn badges and to learn things that can be used in their day-to-day lives. That's true. I had forgotten about badges. That shows you how uh, dopey I've become. But, you know, those were always very good. Do you all have new badges? You say for, like, now with technology badges, that's just the same way as it used to be for trying to think of some of the badges that, that we did in the old days. So with different activities, you can earn a badge with, um, I know, a lot of our girls attend different workshops and seminars, and a lot of those workshops and seminars will have their own special customized badge that they can earn. I mean, it's limitless what girls can do in Girl Scouts. We want them to be able to come into this organization and be able to be go-getters, innovators, risk-takers, and leaders. 
we want them to tap into themselves and really find out who they are and grow as a girl because we build girls of courage, confidence, confidence, and character who makes the world a better place. So we want to make sure that what we're teaching them, they can use for a lifetime. Well, you know, that's that's such a wonderful goal, and I, th- I think it works. I bet if you check around, you'll find an awful lot of people who are successful in life were Girl Scouts. Do they still have, um, was it Explorer Scouts or Mariner Scouts? I can't remember with the, the boat, boating thing. Do you know this? They had, you could be a Girl Scout, and then you could become something else. Do you know no, what I'm talking about? I've heard of those, but we're strictly, um, the different age groups that we have are the babies, which are the K through first grade. Brownies are second and third graders. Juniors are fourth and fifth. Cadets are sixth through eighth. Mm-hmm. Seniors are ninth and tenth graders. And then ambassadors are eleventh and twelfth graders. And actually, when you start to um, become a junior, you can earn your gold, your silver, and your bronze award. And through each of those, you will do a take action project. Um, mm. Some of our girls have done reading programs, have created um, free libraries in their communities, whether mm. they build different buddy benches. They've done a lot of different things in the community that can, that leaves a footprint. And it sounds wonderful, like you're you're thinking about how you can do good things in your community individually yes. or as a as a group, but still, you know what it's important for you to do that. Well, that that's just so wonderful. Um, do you you want to tell us something about the history of the Girl Scouts? Well, we were started over a hundred years ago by our founder Juliet Gordon Daisy Lowe, and she believed in the power of every girl. She organized the first Girl Scout troop on March 12th, 1912 in Savannah, Georgia. So ever, every year since then, we've made a vision. Um, we tried to make her vision come true and help girls discover their strengths, their passions, and their talents. Well, you know, and when you think about how much time has passed and the different things that have happened, and Girl Scouts have changed throughout, not just the uniforms, of course, but uh, uh, just, I guess, everything. Do they still have the daisies? Aren't those, isn't that a... Yes, we do have the daisies. Those are our kindergarten and first graders. Okay, that's what you call those. Okay, I'm just getting straight, just getting straight. You know, uh, tell us about how you find where Girl Scout troops might be. Let's say you have a child, a grandchild, or a, uh, well, or a child for that matter. I have young listeners too. Um, how would you find out, are there Scout troops in your area, and how do, I, how do you get in touch with them? Well, you're able to go on our website, which is gsle.org, and you're able to go on and fill out a, a form where you're able to kind of register yourself and see what troops are in your area. And you'll put in the age of the girl, and you'll be able to see if she's a daisy. You'll be able to see if there are daisy troops in her area or around the surrounding areas where she can go. And we also have external recruiting specialists who go out at the be- beginning of the school year and also constantly during the year, and actually start troops in the different mm. schools and in the different communities. So definitely um, look out for that. Um, your daughter should bring home a flyer when um, it will happen. And if you're not able to make it, we definitely understand that you have, you have other things that are going on. Sure. But you're able to um, call the call the council or also go online and see what troops are in your area and what troops have been started to see 
which troop you can put her in. Well, and sometimes go, we try to no, oh. go ahead. I'm sorry. No, Continue. You're, you're fine. Sometimes we try to have multiple troops in some areas so that um, they meet, may meet at different times. So you're able to kind of find a troop that kind of meets during the time that you're able to come. Are troops still attached, or are they attached to schools or churches, or uh, it, are, is that still the the routine? Yes, we do have troops that are still attached to um, churches and to schools to try to make sure that, you know, we have as many troops as we possibly can so that girls can have different options. But if you're not able, if you're still not able to find a troop, you're more than welcome to call our council. And our number is 1-800-644-7571 or visit our website at www.gsle.org. Now, we have to emphasize, of course, that if it, just because a, a church or a synagogue uh, sponsors a troop, that doesn't necessarily mean that all the girls, and the Girl Scouts aren't going to all be of that religion, or no. there's there's nothing like that in Girl Scouting at no. all. No. Some, a, a lot of times the troop may meet at the church, that yes. may be their meeting ground, because the church has opened their doors to allow the troop to of meet course. in that certain area. We do and have troops that yeah. do meet at churches or recreation centers where they have graciously opened their doors. Sure, because it's a, a, a safe, well-lit, nice meeting place that's centrally yes. located. Yeah, yes. and of course, that's that's the reason it's a meeting place. Well, you know, what do you, what do you kind of, how do you judge Girl Scouting? Is it as popular as it used to be? I know... One of the problems with my grandchildren is that there's so many different activities that they have to do. There's sports and chess and, oh, goodness gracious, that they, you know, kind of can't make time for Girl Scouting. Is But Girl Scouting is very popular. Is it growing? I hope it is. It is growing. We want our girls to be well-rounded. Mm-hmm. We understand that they may want to play sports. We welcome that, but we also would love for them to become a part of a troop or to be involved in our program so that they can not only have that sports aspect, but they can learn life skills and make goals. So we want them to be well-rounded. That's our ultimate goal is for our girls to be well-rounded and to have a great deal of confidence in themselves that they can achieve anything that they set their minds to. And to me, it's also a kind of a valuable thing is you're with a group of your peers who are, you know, children of the same age, maybe go to the same school, maybe not, but um, you get to meet friends that kind of develop a relationship that might take you through life with the person, just kind of always knowing the person and being friends with them in a, a different kind of context. In other words, not not strictly the sporting avenue, which takes up a lot of time. It may be more time for you to sit around and meet people and make friends. And to me, that's very important, particularly in younger children or younger girls, you know, to have friends, shall we say, colleagues of the same age. Yes. Well, you know, I find scouting so wonderful, and I, I look forward to hearing more about it. And buying Girl Scout cookies. What other kinds of things? Girl Scout cookies, we say, provide things strictly for the Girl Scout. So you can feel like if you're buying cookies, you know, you're you're putting money into the hands of people who are going to help young women. Would you say that's a... 
Yes. And there's not only just Girl Scout cookies. We do have other fundraisers. Oh, sure. And I want to talk about year. those. Yeah. And like I said, we have a fall product program where we sell nuts, candies, and magazines. So that's another fundraiser for our girls to take part in. But also coming up on February, Saturday, February the 4th, we're having our cookies and cocktails and all that jazz. And it's going to be at Club 44 in New Orleans, Champion Square. And it's next to the fundraising gala where we have 20 chefs and bartenders making various and one-of-a-kind cocktails and hors d'oeuvres and appetizers out of Girl Scout cookies. I was about to say, using Girl Scout cookies. Good grief. Yes. So <laughs> it sounds is, wonderful. This is a time for our adults, 21 and over, to come out and buy, of course, you know, we want you to buy cookies, but also come out and taste these wonderful different treats that our chefs and bartenders are whipping up. And it's actually a contest, so you're going to be able to vote for your favorite. <laughs> but it's just a good time to come and conversate and meet people that are at the council, but also just have fun, have a, a nice night out. An adult night out. Yes. Well, it does sound wonderful. You know, go over that again. Tell us all the details you, you were saying and how much is it? And how does one get a ticket? Or do you have to buy a ticket? What What's the deal? You do have to buy a ticket right now. Um, it's going to be Saturday, February the 4th at Club 44 in New Orleans. And just like our cookie sale, proceeds benefit Girl Scouts right here in the community within our 23 parishes. And it's an evening that features 20 or more local chefs and bartenders that kind of put their spin on traditional Girl Scout favorites. And tickets are actually um, 75 for the gala, which is from 7 to 10. But if you want to come to the patron party, which starts at 6 and the gala, the ticket price is $100. And you can actually find your tickets at 501 Auctions. That's A-U-C-T-I-O-N-S dot com slash cookies cocktails. Goodness. And if you want to go on our website, which is gsle.org, that's a little uh, quicker to get to, there will be a link that you can follow. But it's just a great night to come out. And I will tell you some of our participating restaurants. Oh, please. Antoine's yeah. Restaurant, Culinary Kids, Fat Boy Pantry, Felipe's Mexican Tequila, Happy Italian Pizzeria, Luke, and there's a lot more. You can actually all the list of different restaurants on our website, and we would love for you to come out and to just have, like you said, a nice adult night out. Well, you know, this sounds like such a wonderful, uh, just an exciting kind of goofy idea that I really love hearing about. I might have to come to that. I'll have to... Yes, uh, and- <laughs> Buy my ticket. And it's coming up fairly quickly. It's coming up fairly quickly, but we still have time um, to get out. Um, the MC for the evening is News with a Twist reporter, Kenny Lopez. Okay. And our judges for the contest are going to be NFL analyst Mike Detillier, uh-huh. health educator Doc Griggs, and food columnist Christine Proba of Uptown Messenger. Yeah, I want to know them all. That's wonderful. And uh, I'm sure they'll just be overwhelmed with um, pleasure to be asked to do something like this. Yes. And I mean, 
more than just the cookies and the contest, but we do have a we do have live music, we do have a photo booth, and we have an exciting silent auction that I know everyone would love to see what's going to be featured and take some of those pieces home with them. <laughs> buy cook? Can you buy cookies at this event? We may have a few boxes that we can um, actually sell um, during that time, but right now it's just to enjoy the one-of-a-kind desserts. So that's our main focus for that evening. Isn't that interesting? And I wonder, will these desserts appear on the menus? I'll have to, I'll have to check with Antoine's and Luke and the fine restaurants to see, but it, what a wonderful idea. Well, you know, this. I'm so happy you all are doing something like that because, like, it, People have to constantly be made aware if you don't have children, if you don't have grandchildren, if you haven't warned a Girl Scout, you know, that Girl Scouting is out there and it's it's doing hard work and be fun to, you want to support them. And certainly something like this is both supporting them and having a lot of fun uh, in kind of a different way, isn't it? Yes. Well, you know, let's go over again some of it's getting down to that time. Let's mm-hmm. go over some of the things we talked about. The Girl Scout cookies go on sale and give us a date. They go on sale starting January 20, January 13th with pre-orders. Now this you just you have to a little Girl Scout will have to be yes. contacted or contact you, will, you. Yes, you'll have to find a Girl Scout in your area, but if you want to um see if there are any troops in the area that are selling cookies, you're mm-hmm. more than welcome to call the council. Okay. Or check on um or check on our website, but mm-hmm. more than likely call the council. And then delivery starts February seventeenth. So okay. that's when the cookies will get delivered to the council and girls will start picking them up and start distributing them. And, and starts, Fe- go ahead. And February twenty fourth is when we start booth sales. So that's when the Girl Scouts are gonna be actually starting to be out in the community at different venues and possibly different other places where they're going to be actually selling cookies on hand. So you'll be able to get your boxes on hand. So if you were not able to do pre-orders, you're more than um, welcome to come out to the booth sales and purchase them. And like I said, the co- the cookies are $4 a box upon delivery. So you'll place your order and you'll pay when they come back. And then the gluten-free, which are the trios, are $5 a box. And those are going to be actually going on sale starting with the booth sale. So you'll be able to start getting your trios if you want the gluten-free option starting February 24th. So it's coming up, and everybody should be aware. Now, tell us just once again, give us all the information about that perfectly wonderful gala that you're, you're talking about, because that's coming up real soon, and people got to get on the telephone or whatever and make some reservations. Yes. So our cookies and cocktails and all that jazz is happening Saturday, February 4th at Club 44 in New Orleans. And it's going to feature 20 or more local chefs and bartenders who are going to put their personal spin on traditional Girl Scout favorites. And you're more than welcome to go get tickets at 501auctions.com slash cookiescocktails. And the ticket prices just for the gala, it's 75 But if you want to attend the patron party and the gala, it's $100. And all of this information that I'm going over is on our website, which is gsle.org. Okay, so anybody interested, 
do that. Listen, it has been so much fun talking to you. Uh, it just makes me want to relive all of my fun I had in Girl Scouts. And I, I certainly hope that we're going to be able to carry it forward to my grandchildren and uh, from then on, it, it, you all do a wonderful service. And this has been Jasmine Hunter, and thank you so much, Ms. Hunter, for coming on and telling us all about these wonderful things. Uh, is there anything more wonderful than Girl Scout cookies? What's something to look forward to? Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been Public Affairs on WRBH. Thanks for listening.